We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We are back here on the morning shift. It is 8 o'clock. This hour brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Go to markspain.com to get a guaranteed offer in your home today and start packing. It is time for the wake-up call, you can call us at 404-726-0929, and you can sound off on who you think needs that wake-up call in sports and life. And, oh, wow, we have a uh, – the lines are uh, – <laughs> why did I want to say a kid word? Popping. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and that's I the, lamed it out. I really, really lamed it out. You sound like Dylan on the popping. way in. Dylan in the crossover. I-N-G. What's popping? <laughs> no cap. <laughs> did I say it right? No. <laughs> oh, you're capping now. Okay, let's uh, let's go to the lines. Uh, we got first up the other hey. Mike Johnson. What's up, brethren? <laughs> hey, my brother, how are you, my friend? <laughs> Can't complain, buddy. What's going on? Doing good. Hey, man, I was listening to your segment just a second ago regarding Alabama, and one thing that really ticks me off. I mean, it really bothers me is the fact of when Alabama was doing what they're doing. You know, they were winning all these championships. Everybody, a lot of people in Georgia are just, oh, roll tide, roll tide, roll tide. It's so funny. As soon as Nick Saban leaves, I start seeing them changing over to Georgia Bulldogs, Georgia Bulldogs. I'm the type of person you've got to be loyal to your team. I don't care who the coach is. I don't care who the player is. You've got to be loyal to your team. That goes back even when Mark Rick was here in Georgia. Yeah, he was decent. I personally felt we'd never get a championship with Mark Rick, but I supported my team. I feel like people should, no matter what, you've got to give this guy a chance. You've got to see what he does. You can't just belly flop and go, okay, well, he don't seem like he's going to win. I'm going to go ahead and jump to another team. That's my morning call for today. Mike Mafia, love you guys. I'll give it back to you. I think it's a good call. I don't think it's a good call. I think it's a great call. I 100% agree with everything. I mean, the last part went off the rails. I don't know what is that that (laughs) that diarrhea of the (laughs) mouth he got there at the end. (laughs) But everything he said about the being loyal to your team, and it it is a that's alarming. Honestly, I haven't seen anybody like that. But that's well, terrifying. I I haven't seen a a G replace an A. uh, But I don't also pay attention. I'm sure there's someone he's specifically talking about. But it was no lie or no cap. (laughs) <laughs> that that when oh, Saban took over, all of a sudden there were a lot of A's on the back of cars and on you know, the back glasses. And then when Kirby got to Georgia, you know, and and after the first title, there's a few more G's that pop up. Um, now you can say there were just fans that were. I think that's I think that's a natural progression. But but they're like, but I'm not, and I'm not saying everybody. 
but there were some fans that suddenly came out of the woodwork. There's no doubt. I, I think it's natural progression. I, I saw it having being from Florida. I saw it, you know, when I'd go home and the Urban Meyer situation was starting, there would be people that come talk to me that I didn't even know were Florida fans. They just knew I was at Alabama, and they'd be like, yeah, go Gators. And I'd be like, you're a Florida fan? When, when did that happen? So – it's an About 2006, <laughs> January of 07. All right, back to the lines. Good morning, Charlie and Marietta. Good morning, guys. What's um, up, man? Just a wake-up call for Mike and those who think in the lines of Mike about you know the problem, the, the solution. The solution to this problem is easy. Universities just don't want to do it. You don't want kids to leave. Give them a contract that guarantees their scholarship. It's not like a new coach won't come in and yank a kid's scholarship. Look at what, remember, Dion did it to a bunch of kids at Colorado. Remember Ryan Mallett? Great quarterback. A guy, Rich Rodriguez, comes in there, yanks his scholarship. You don't fit my scheme, so he's gone. Give them a, a contract to guarantee their scholarship. You won't have any of these problems. Yeah, I, I first of all, great call. I completely agree with everything you're saying. And I, I, I'm all on board with this. Uh, we talked about this maybe the beginning of last week where we were talking about bowl opt-outs. That's the answer to bowl opt-outs. Give them a contract that is three years, four years, whatever it may be, and put in the contract with their compensation, be it NIL or employment or whatever route you want to go, that you will play in the bowl game. If that's what you want to do and you want to stop the opt-outs, that's how you stop them. That, to me, is different than what – Charlie just said he was talking about. I think in general, he's on scholarship scholarship contracts. Yeah, but four still, year okay, you're locked into a scholarship and you can't leave, but your coach can still leave. Yeah, yeah, like that's not. Well, but I think that that causes you. No, 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 no way. It's, it's not Whoa, even let about, me finish my thought. Well, I think that when you are being recruited and you are about to sign a contract, you better think about that before you commit to those universities. I think but, that's but fair. But what about the coach? The coach can still leave. And what if that's your? What if you like that coach? They're gone, and you are contractually obligated to stay at that school when you don't know who's going to come in and may not want to use you. I mean, well, that's the real world, though. Here's the problem: if 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 our bosses here got fired, it doesn't just it doesn't allow our non compete to stop or anything like that. That's just how it is. No, but they can get rid of us. But um, why could the? But that's a that's. It's not this in a way. If it's college football and the coach gets fired, it's because their team is probably not winning. If this team has success and the coach wants to go to a bigger school, if he has a chance to go to an Alabama, he's packing his bags, he's gone. But you're telling me the kid is is stuck there not knowing who's going to come what? in? I don't think that. I don't think that's fair. I, well, again, I think it then goes back it, to the – Then keep the coaches where – make it – they have to stay with the class. Which I'm fine with that. With. Which I'm fine with that. If you if you want – listen, I, make, a, make a coach's portal. If that's Make it there a coach's window. If you stay past this date, then you need to coach the next the, year or you can't coach at all. The rebuttal no. I would have for you – well, that's impossible with the 12-team that's, playoff. But the rebuttal I would have for that is I would be worried about that if I'm a player based on one thing because Kirby Smart came on this radio station last week – on Thursday with with Steak and Rusty and said, I'd love it if we could sign players for three years yeah. at a time on scholarship and guarantee them. That means to tell me that if the best coach currently active in college football says that's something he wants to do, that'd worry me as a player because that's clearly something that he has looked at and talked about and figured out would be a benefit to him. As long as they're – if they're staying – Great. If, the, if that coach is staying, great. But if I'm a player, I've got a serious issue at signing a contract when that coach can bolt at the first sign of success of you your should. team. You should. It's not but, fair. Uh, but then again, it's it's always going to be a choice to sign it. So that's 
That's kind of what I mean. That's that's just what happens. I, I there's not a perfect thing, and, and like I said, I'm all for these guys. The guys that are leaving Tuscaloosa, I'm all about it, man. That's not the situation you want to be in. I, but he brought up the fact that you know contracts in the end could save a lot of this trouble. Yeah, well, but I think before it with the if you're in favor of the contract, how can you be for it? Because I think there's leave. I think there's downside both ways, right? I think there's downside both. I want guys to go to schools that want to be there well, and they're committed to the school. The problem I want my coach to want to be there and commit. I to completely the agree, but being a for. student at a school is different than being a faculty member. Well, the problem should be that that's what you're college football the was built on. So much money. No, the school. Yeah, the schools are built on college football. That's where they get all their money from. Some schools. No, large that's not true. a lot of schools get make bank not all i'm saying but don't forget what i'm that, saying is they make a lot of money off of college football you can't tell me that texas isn't making a killing off of college football yeah, but alabama's they're, not they're making they're a killing their, off of college football program. but but so, college football's funding sports and and, and 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 a lot of sports on campuses are funded by college football especially the title 9 sports that are are very important to our society the thing for me is is the problem with college football is there there is if you want to fix it completely there has to be two set of rules for for the elite player the guy that can sign the NIL deal and then the other guy because not all college right. athletes there's 85 scholarship players and I can guarantee you on every roster there's one to three that maybe are going to play in the NFL on most rosters well, not I, Georgia and Alabama I think that was Kirby's point and I don't know if he said it on mistake or somewhere else that they should have the choice. You can sign a four-year scholarship, or you can take the NIL money. I mean, that we're just we're getting into the nitty-gritty. It, it basically it, it just there's no perfect there's no perfect no, way to do it right I now. Right now is the, the best lines. thing we can do as far as players' rights. I know we need to get back to the lines, but my only thing is schools are making a tremendous amount of money off of college football. Like I don't think you can view these kids as just being student athletes when you are contributing to the wealth of the college that you're going to, you also have the possibility of getting injured. You also have the possibility of that ruining your future potential of playing in the NFL as well. So I think it's yeah, I'm been not saying beyond. they shouldn't be compensated, though. I'm not saying well, that's the point I'm making is that it's been, it's been beyond being a student athlete for, I think, for forever. It's just now people are seizing the power that they have as student athletes making money by playing a sport. Uh, for your university. One thing we needs to be said that I think gets overlooked is when we want to get on pedestals and, and, and point fingers at what coaches are making. It's not like the University of Alabama is paying out of their education fund, Nick Saban or Kalen. De, oh, Kalen you got De, boosters and all that stuff. Boosters, but also go look at the growth that the university, and Mike and I were talking about this other day, I can't remember if it was on or off the air, but look at the growth that the University of Alabama had from when Nick Saban stepped on campus to now, and I'm talking about enrollment. Go look at the enrollment no, that I Georgia's had. That's... So those coaches are bringing brands to those schools that grow the student body as a whole, not just their programs, the so football-wise. Let's go back to the lines. We've got DeAndre Indicator. Good morning, DeAndre. Hey, good morning, man. Mike Mafia in the building. Oh, come on. I think Squid Nation's dead, dude. I think they. I Mike think they all dead. <laughs> when you get a, when you get your own tire place in the in, in the mafia, no, you call me. No, all right. Nation what's is going, alive and well. What's going on, DeAndre? What's going on? Okay, man. First, man, I'd like to say it is a beautiful view sitting here watching the downfall of Alabama. I am completely a dog, and I'm enjoying it. But I feel like Nick is ready. You know, Nick was stressing. If you paid attention to the top of his head, he was going a little ball. He's probably going to go turkey, get a little hair transplant, and hit the beach, you know, and enjoy his retirement. What? But um, 
as far as the uh, portal, I mean, who don't want to see Caleb down next to Starks on the other side? Man, that is going to be a beautiful sight. I don't want to see it. It is going to be a beautiful sight. We're going to enjoy that. But my wake-up call is actually to the Atlanta Hawks. Like, how did we not go out and get Siakam? I feel like I feel like Trey is about to leave us. Like, I actually feel like Trey is going to give up on us because we're not even trying to go get him the help that he needs. Yeah, I think there was a lot of a lot of uh, kind of blowback on the socials yesterday for people that didn't see it. Uh, Ray Young, Trey's dad, was like, "Well, there goes that." <laughs> he tweeted that out when listen, they gave up three first rounders and, and a second rounder. Um, I, I don't know that the, the the Hawks were willing to do that, and I don't know that they had the pieces to kind of make it work on the on the back end too. Um, is a good move for the Toronto Raptors, by the way. And um, look, man, I, I just the 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 problem that I see with this team is I just feel like you are steeped in mediocrity for the foreseeable future. Like I don't think you're going to be able to make a championship run, but I don't think you're ever going to be at the depths of the NBA. And we're going to be able to talk around that for for a long time. And I just I don't know what the end game is, man. Yeah, I, I don't purga- know what the game plan is. You just you just said purgatory. That is that's the exact definition yeah. of purgatory. It feels like it. You're not you're not you don't even you don't get to go. You don't get a final destination. You're just stuck in the middle. That's worse than anything because at least when in the NBA terms, when you're at the bottom, you know you're going to get a lottery pick with a player that maybe can change your your team. Uh, you don't get that when you're picking 18 right. normally. When we come back, we got our guy, Rusty Manziel, join us here in studio. And you can pour your heart out to him, Mike, over Caleb Downs. All right, Rusty's next here on the Morning Shift on Sports Radio 99 The Game. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What are the haps? Start the day the right way with the morning shift. With Tiffany, Mike, and Bo. All right, all right. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back here on the morning shift, and we are going straight to the WadeFord.com hotline. That is where we find Rusty Menzel. See, I just gave you 
your name as the intro. Rusty, don't say anything that's uh, going to make me mad this morning, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like you're already coming guns blazing. Dude, I tell you what, I've been listening all morning. I thought, damn, man, when I when I gave that news to Mike yesterday, I, I, I saw mean, his face. I I'm not a big I'm not a big hug guy, but like I wanted to give Mike a hug yesterday <laughs> just for a minute, man. Just like, look, I'm listen. I've been there, man. I was there on second twenty six. Somebody need to give me a damn hug. Well, well, yesterday, yesterday I need to get Mike one. I just, I just felt it, man. I felt it in his soul with that deal. Well, I appreciate so, Rusty, that. The, that news was breaking while you were uh, in studio getting wow. ready to go in the steakhouse. So I could see your reaction yeah. looking at your phone. Uh, yeah, mm. what were your initial thoughts when you see the Caleb Downs is uh, in the transfer I had, portal? I had so many questions, and I knew that was such a like a trigger name, like Georgia fans everywhere. Every yeah. everybody wanted to get a con, but but. I was not going to even touch that until I knew that kid was going in the portal. Like if he if he went into the portal, I knew what type of news it was going to be. Uh, I just didn't know if it was going to happen, but I knew the timing. If he was going to do it, it, it had to be soon. And obviously, it happened yesterday morning. And I guess Alabama uh, submitted his papers at some point in the afternoon to to make him officially in in the portal. So. Uh, that, that it just really kind of shocking to kind of see what's happened in one week. Uh, but when you see a player like Caleb Downs, I've covered him since the 10th grade. I know him. I know his family. I know his brother. I covered his brother, Josh, who's a hell of a receiver for uh, Indianapolis Colts. Uh, covered him at North Gwinnett High School. And it's just kind of shocking to see that, that this is the world of college football we live in. Rusty, what do you think the timeline is for a guy like Caleb Downs? And obviously, he gets put in the portal, portal yesterday, but this is not a decision yeah. that he came to yesterday morning. And uh, yeah. I know you guys over at On3 have had a lot of people come out and talk about this. Mm-hmm. What do you think the timeline looks like for him as far as making a decision, and, and where do you expect him to land? Obviously, that's probably Georgia right now. Well, if you're if you're a Georgia fan, you want it to happen quick because they, they're, they're, they're t- timing with academics, and I know like nobody ever wants to talk about academics. That's like the, the bad word now in college <laughs> football for some reason. Uh, but academically, if he's going to Georgia, it's got to be quick. Like this thing has got to be done and announced and enrolled. I would say at some point tomorrow is the latest to me. Uh, you know, I don't, I can't speak for Ohio State, but I can tell you that neither university is going to tell him, hey, you can't do, you can't come here. But, <laughs> uh, but timing, timing for him as an as a student athlete. He needs to get enrolled and get caught up and get into classes uh, to to be able to participate wherever he goes uh, for spring practice now. Rusty, I don't want to change the subject from all this Georgia Alabama conversation, but um, Texas 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 had lineman uh, DeAndre Robinson, and he was uh, he didn't report after signing Mm -hmm. his uh, letter of intent. He's now been released, and there's a couple of landing spots inside the SEC that seem to be heavy favorites. What can you tell us about that? To be honest with you, am I going to sit here and lie? I don't know a ton about it, you know, because I've been dealing with so much on my end. What caught my my eye on that is he signed his letter of intent. It is really hard to get out of a letter of intent. I was was going to say, Rusty, if you don't know anything about him, what what is the process like of getting out of that? Because what's the point of a letter of intent if you're just going to back out? That is – that is that does that is really rare. That is really rare, and we only only a handful of situations. Uh, I think Zach uh, Zach Evans, uh, the running back out of Texas, signed one with Georgia a couple years ago, and uh, for about a week he was signed with Georgia. And I think Kirby Smart and Dell McGee and those guys released him. I think he ended up at TCU, eventually Ole Miss, but. Those are rare deals. To be honest with you, I don't know all about what's going on there, but what did catch my eye was, dang, he got out of a letter of intent. Usually that's at least one year. You're locked into a university. So 
I, I hope to goodness of all the things that are going on in college football that we don't open up that Pandora's box because at that point, you know, you don't know where, who, who, what, where, when's going. You could sign with somebody in December and end up with somebody else in the second week of January, and and that's not that's without a coaching change. You know what I mean? So, don't really know what's going on with that one, to be honest with you. Rusty, we haven't got to talk to you since Travaris Robinson was named the co-defensive coordinator um, over mm-hmm. at UGA. Uh, beyond just what he can bring on the field and helping to call plays, he's an excellent recruiter. So what is Georgia getting yeah. out of him on, on that front? Well, um, you know, it's a guy that, that has been great where he's been, everywhere he's went. He's, I think this will be his 11th year on the same staff with Will Muschamp. He's been multiple spots. He's been at Florida. He's been at Alabama. He's been at South Carolina. He hasn't been to Georgia, so – now he checks that box. But this is somebody that kind of behind the scenes, man, George has made – Kirby Smart has made a couple of runs at him. This is not like it happened two weeks ago. Uh, you know, there was a situation a couple of years ago before he went to Alabama. I thought he was going to end up at Georgia, and he wound up at Alabama. We signed Caleb Downs. He also signed Terry and Arnold, uh, who's a young man I covered out of Tallahassee, Florida. Great kid. going to be a first-rounder this year at Alabama. And, uh, you know, this guy, Vernon Hargraves for, 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 for Squid Nation there, kid that was a five-star at Florida. And, <laughs> you know, this guy's won some big battles. You know, he's won some big battles. He's a big-time recruiter. I don't know all the ins and outs. I don't know exactly what happened and why he's not at Alabama. I know Alabama did a lot to keep him, uh, and that was a big deal on Sunday of trying to cover that. Like, where is he actually going to end up? Because Georgia announced him. Saturday morning, announced him officially. I thought, well, that's inked and that's done. And then, you know, Sunday you start hearing rumblings of Alabama's offered him the defensive coordinator position and what's he going to do. But, you know, I think in the end, I think in the end, going somewhere where he knows people, he knows Will Muschamp, he knows Kirby Smart, he knows Glenn Schumann, he knows these guys, and uh, probably knows that roster well because, you know, he recruited those guys. He recruited Malachi Starks. He recruited all Ellis Robinson. He's recruited all those guys that he'll now coach. Rusty, I want to get into this a little bit more, the 30-day window after the coaching change. Yeah. And obviously it's a huge topic, uh, you know, as yeah. far as Alabama goes. And, you know, Lane Kiffin's in Tuscaloosa yesterday. I, I'm trying to go back and forth and, and talk myself out of it being a problem. I don't think it's a problem. I'm glad that players have the opportunity to leave when there is a coaching change. Yeah. It, it, I don't think anybody's going to feel sorry for Alabama. But there is some part of it that it stinks for, you know, places like Arizona whose coaches have kind of left and gone up and now they're – you know, there's a lot of other questions being asked. Do you have a problem with the 30-day window, and do you think there will ever be any change uh, to that? That, that, that? Listen to me. If Jim Harbaugh leaves today, and I don't know that, if Jim Harbaugh leaves Monday, Michigan's going to feel the same pain, to be honest with you, unless they have a, uh, unless they promote somebody really quick. Um, but I, I don't understand the 30-day window. I don't understand it. You know, if you give them 14 days, I understand that. I fully understand, but 30 days? It just – I don't get it. Um, now, I listened to you guys talk uh, before I came on, and there's a lot of passion about that thing. And here, here, here's my quick thing. Um, I, I really like what Kirby said. If you want to sign – if you want to sign for NIL, come sign for NIL. There, there's a lot of kids that are going to the University of Florida. There's a lot of kids that are going to the University of Alabama. There's a lot of kids going to the University of Georgia because that's their dream school. That's where they've always wanted to go. And if you stay three years and you want and you don't get on the field and you want to go somewhere else, well, go somewhere else. But uh, – you know, that kind of gives a commitment from both ends. I do think, I do think there has to be a clause in all of this. If the head coach leaves, it gives you an opportunity to leave. That, that's my opinion. Assistant coaches and all that, I, I, you got to understand, 
if an assistant coach is recruiting you, he has an opportunity to be a head coach somewhere or a coordinator, he's going to take it. That's just life. But if a head coach leaves, my opinion, I think that ought to be like a 14-day window. I think the timing of this was awful for everybody. Uh, you know Nick Saban more than anybody that, that I personally know. But I think that Nick Saban got caught in a no-win situation because he wanted to walk in there and tell that team himself. He did not want that thing on social media. He did not want somebody else to break it. And you know Chris Lowe didn't break that tweet until that man walked in that building at 401 and told his team. So, you know, in hindsight, could he maybe done a little work in beforehand and helped Alabama a little bit? Probably. But the one thing he wanted to do was look those kids in the eyes and hear it from him, which I respect. So, it's a real deep deal. Uh, this portal, it's all kind of a mess. I talked to head coaches. I talked to assistant coaches from all over un- the, the United States. And it's a mess right now. I don't have the answer, but we've got to figure some things out. And, and we've got to make, we've got to help these student athletes. And we've got to help these staff too, man. They've got to know who, they, who, the, who their rosters are. And you've got to teach kids, as I'm going to get on a soapbox, you've got to teach kids one thing in life how to be a productive human down the line because football is going to be over for 95% of these kids at 24 years old, 98 of 98% probably. And where are they going to be the next 50 years of life uh, with some of the decisions they make? So uh, I love college football and it's my, it's my favorite sport in the entire world. Uh, but we got to fix some things right now with, uh, all around the sport. Rusty, uh, the, one of the things is I've noticed that shaping of the staff that DeBoer is putting together there in Tuscaloosa mm-hmm. is Couple of guys have, are leaving head coaching posts to to Correct. take coordinator positions and and assistant jobs. Why is that? Why is that a thing that we're seeing right now? I'll give you an example. I ran into Buster Faulkner at a coaching clinic, and he left Southern Miss as an offensive coordinator. Let me tell you something. Buster Faulkner had a hell of a year at Southern Miss as a one-time offensive coordinator. He couldn't get an interview anywhere. So you know what he did? He went off the field and he went to Georgia to put Georgia on his resume. Well, it helped him because now he's the offensive coordinator of Georgia Tech, and he's going to be a hot name as it, as it goes on. These guys are head coaches at South Alabama. They're head coaches at Buffalo, and they're probably thinking, you know what, I don't know if I can advance myself further. I'm going to put Alabama on my resume because every single week I'm going to be on TV, and every single week I'm going to be getting mentioned in my players, every article. I'm recruiting this guy. There's so many different layers to that. And that's kind of the path right now. You know, you want to put these places on your resume and you want to show these people you can do it in the biggest places. And I'm sure deep down, Kalen DeBoer thought, you know what? This is the one. I'm, I'm going, I know what I'm about to step into. The biggest job in college football, if not one of the two biggest jobs in college football, my name is at the head of the, at the, at the, head of this thing. So, uh, you know, at some point you got you got to get in there and find out. So I think those coaches are thinking, you know, I got to put this on my resume. Uh, Rusty, we got uh, about 30 seconds left, but I'm just curious. The big name other than Caleb Downs to come down yesterday was Caden Proctor. I think a lot of people expect him to be at Iowa. I know Shane and Terry put out a tweet that he was expecting it yeah. kind of all along before the saving stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you expect Georgia to take a swing at that guy? I mean, he still has a ton of upside and a few years left of eligibility. I know that this is going to hurt Georgia fans to hear this, but they're running out of spots. And uh, so they, they can't be there. It's not a bad thing. World you're in. <laughs> that's kind of the world you're in. Like, you, but no, I, I think Caden Proctor. Listen, if Caden Proctor's not in Alabama, he's going home. You know what I mean? And I'll say this too: if Nick Saban doesn't leave, retire, Caleb Down stays in Alabama. You know what I mean? And that's just a different world, man. It's a different deal. We had heard some rumblings. And you always hear this, Mike, about kids going home. There was a lot of talk about Dylan Bell going back to Texas. 
you know, uh, kind of behind the scenes for Georgia. He's still at Georgia, staying at Georgia. So you look, you look at, uh, you look at Caden Proctor, and I, I think Iowa. That that rumor's been out there for a little while about him going home. Uh, but but now with Nick Saban there, I think that made that decision probably a lot easier. And I, I do expect Iowa. Uh, heard some Romans, Ohio State, maybe trying to get in that as well. But you take a kid that started every game at left tackle, the University of Alabama is a true freshman. You know, you got something. That is Rusty Manziel. Rusty, thanks so much for the insight and for not making fun of me. Rusty, today. next time you get here next week, come in with better news <laughs> for me. All right, come in with a little bit more pep in your step. Hey, Jeez. I hope I come in with Jim Harbaugh and Justin Fields. I'll leave you all with that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Rusty, I'll take appreciate the, the time. Thanks. That was Rusty Mandel joining us here on the morning shift. Up next, we have a life of squid. Yeah, well, I'll tell you that, hey, everyone thinks we need a retread. You can get a special coach if you go get a young guy, and I've got proof of one coach who's young in his first year and is going to be one of the best head coaches in the league. All next on the morning shift on Sports Radio 929 The Game and the Odyssey app. On Sports Radio 929 The Game. We're back here on the morning shift. <laughs> you back. said you almost cried looking at the sun yesterday because it was so <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> yeah. We have to talk about this, man. No, it, it reminds me of the, the double rainbow video. It wasn't the beauty. It was, it was it a w- different context. So it wasn't the beauty. It was that. the fact that you were staring at the sun. That no, normally does hurt your eyes. Your eyes. I'm staring I mean, at the sun. Polarized shades. Tiff. I can no, see. No, I was just. It was just beautiful out in general. Oh, I can see I was, Tiffany as someone who just stares at the sun. Oh, no, I don't. It was like ten degrees. Gonna end up like me, Tiffany. Keep staring at the no, sun. What's wrong with you? Got glasses. Is that why you're wrecked? What did you? Is that what your mom told you? You stared at the sun too much as a kid? <laughs> no, I actually sat too. No, like legit, I actually sat too close to the television. Yeah, I know. I used to get that all the time. You're going to get I mean, glasses. because you couldn't see them. No, yeah, I think I was that, just. That's you very no, logical. I think just as a kid, I was eager to watch TV and be up close and personal, and I, I just was too close sometimes. What, did you think it was a better experience the closer you got to the TV? <laughs> I think so. I think sound. as a kid, I think I did think that way. <laughs> Interesting. Hey. But the TV looks like a 65-inch, Mom, if I'm close. It's just funny because Dylan and I aren't that far away in age, but I guarantee you our TV experiences were completely wait, wait, wait. different. Wait, how old are you, Dylan? 27. I'll be 28 in March. Come on, Mike. <laughs> I'm 36. Yeah. No, you and I aren't that far apart, okay, but our experiences are all different. All three of us aren't that far apart from him. But like my TV growing up was Mike a had like they were like two years. You're old. You're old like the rest of us. Mike started out like he's like 29. He's like, we're not that far apart. In the no, grand scheme of things, we're not years, generations man. apart. We're not generations you're apart. You're a whole we're generation apart. apart. It's all right, Mike. You ain't that old. We're, we're close, brother. My we're thing close. Is, when I was watching TV when I was young, I used to have to. I, I swear, that? I used to have to use pliers to turn the channel. I had a wooden box. I can't TV. hear anything you're saying anymore, dude. I had that's a, a problem. I had a TV with bunny ears that was 12 inches in black and white that's in my, my bedroom. Point is, he didn't grow up with that. That's my point. No, that's he had but, a flat screen. But yeah, right? No, I actually did not. No, you had a tube TV. 
I had like yeah, tube TV, and I think if we, I think I had a remote back then, but like there was a point where I did have a TV where I had to like okay. physically walk up. I mean, and but see, you act down. like I mean, you you were acting like you two were a couple years apart. I mean, you're real. like ten years I can't apart. Speak on what y'all's you're history like was decade. with your television. I'm just saying you're like a decade older than. Him. You're gonna you're gonna drop. You guys aren't <laughs> okay, even in the same. Here's the thing. You're closer was, to if 40. If I was 59 and he was 50, y'all wouldn't be like, oh my god, dude. Yes, we're we're not. It's the same dude, that far apart. You're closer to. You're almost closer to 40 closer, than he is yes. to 30. Here's what I hear from y'all right now. I hear rage about y'all's own age <laughs> no, no, coming no. at me. No, I hear no, no. it. No, yeah. I'm, I'm like, clearly you're, comfortable. You're on the doorstep of 40. Yeah, I know. And you are 40, and you were complaining about an AARP commercial a minute ago with your leg going numb. You know what? You and guys so aren't going to take up my time and critique me no, in I my just, segment. Critique you. Hit it. It's time for a look back. Into the mind. Of Squid Billy. Hey, he might even talk sports. This is the life of Squid on the morning shift. Brought to you by Baron Burton's Breakfast Sauce. So good you'll want breakfast all day. Go to thebreakfastsauce.com or find a retailer near you. And by the Georgia Hemp Company. That's right. Some of us live in the reality, unlike Mike. That's what I was saying. That's y'all, are, like, y'all went an extra, an extra layer with that. My only point was that like you wouldn't think technology would be that different in an eight-year span. but It's nine years. <laughs> okay. Quit churching it up. He just said he's about to turn 28. So. And you're about to turn 37. No, I'm not. I'm not yes, that you are. Nope. You oh. turned 37 in April, Mike. Nope. I remember because you had a birthday right after we started the show. Oh, that's a good point. I can't get my thought. My, 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 it's just, it would be the equivalent of me. Never mind. Just do what you got to do. <sighs> it was just very funny. To me. It, it tickled me. Do you think that if somebody was 48, that you would say that y'all are really close in age? No. I relate more with distance. someone at 36 being 40 than I do I someone think, at 48. I think when you use it that way, hey, we're not that far apart. The, the statue of limitations... <laughs> From, the cap for, for, for nine, is like, eight, four, nine years. like four years. It's like four. It's all I just meant in terms of technology. I'm just picturing him sitting in front of this flat screen plasma TV as a kid, and I'm sitting there with pliers turning the channels with a with a wooden box <sighs> TV. So uh, I don't know. It just it just, just made me. All right. Well, well here's the deal. I don't, I don't First retract, off, I don't retract what I said. Well, you okay. you should because you look kind of silly right now, and the so does silly so does so Well, that's because you won't stop talking about how ridiculous your age description is. No, you literally brought it up. No, you're, you you're still literally brought it up. <laughs> you're still trying to act like you and Dylan are on the same level because because part of the because you know, you're 36 be, and he's 27. In with those Nikes on, those Croc Nike suits. Hey, hey, now I don't need yeah. to be catching strays. He's gonna be like, here. yeah, hey, me no and way. Dylan, we tight, no cap. They don't, <laughs> they don't sell with my your, size in those with things. those ugly Nike Crocs. All right, <sighs> a guy that is not. Close to Dylan, but close to Mike in age, and me, D'Amico Rhines, who's a young head coach, a first-time head coach, and this guy is special. And if you want to remember, we've talked about him for a while now, and I said that I I was blown away with how well his defense was was coached up that he had in San Francisco. And uh, we're gonna play you some audio from last week's regular wild card game. I ain't calling it no super wild card. Regular wild card game showing why D'Amico runs, unlike Mike Johnson, is special. You just hang right there and just play the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Play the quarterback. As soon as he snap, step in front of it, go pick. Yes, Tell you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Fourth and two from the Browns, 33. It's picked off. 
Here we go to the left, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Christian Harris. Second pick six of the game. Zone defense. So here's Harris. His eyes are on the quarterback. And at the last minute, he breaks underneath in front of the intended target, Harrison Bryant. Is that the run go for I know. I'm sorry, baby. It's, uh, you know he's exciting out here. I don't want to hurt <laughs> That's the referee that, uh, that D'Amico almost ran because D'Amico starts running down the sideline. I was surprised he didn't get a flag. Unbelievable, though. He literally says, hey, he's, he's got the, uh, the, the tablet. And he's pointing to it as you hear him say, stay here when he snaps it and step – and you can see the play play out perfectly. D'Amico Rines is this kind of guy that he he clearly studies enough. He knows the game enough. He knows his he guys enough. It. I mean, I think that was so cool from the well, player most of these coach guys perspective. Did. I know, but from a head coach perspective of someone having played, and I just thought it was a cool moment. Um, I watched that clip probably like 15 times. Yeah, I did too. Because I just thought it was so cool. So good. It, it, I'll tell you this much, knowing D'Amico and, and, and knowing his background, not only did he play football, but he played linebacker, right? And yeah. so he's been in that specific situation. And knowing how cerebral of a guy he has always been, right? He's, he's, he's been, you know, somebody that always understands the game at the highest level. It's one of the reasons why he was such a great player. And for him to kind of pass that off on a guy like Christian Harris was it was all inspiring, man. I think that's going to be a clip that, uh, you know, that you hear a lot of, obviously, in the coming weeks and days. But that'll be something that follows D'Amico for the rest of his tenure in Houston. Coach of the year uh, candidate. So. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why his best friend, we've talked about this, Bobby Slowick, who's the OC there, who's going to interview with the Falcons at some point in time, um, either before or right after their game on Saturday. And that's why you got to say, hey, look at what he's done with C.J. Stroud and the way he's coached him up, the way he's designed plays for some of those guys. The, if I'm Lamar Jackson and Todd Munkin, I'm not happy about having to play the Ravens. About having to play the Texans. Yeah, that's what I said. Um, Texans. No, I can believe there are the Ravens. <laughs> I completely agree with you. The it's, and, the, and the interesting thing too is it's still such a young football team in Houston. It's a rookie head coach, but rookie quarterback. It's a you know Will Anderson was a rookie captain on defense. Yeah. Christian Harris is obviously in that same role, and so you look at a lot of those players. There's not like that, you know that veteran presence in all these position groups. It's a young team that's going to grow in with a lot of talent. Look how much better uh, Jonathan Grenard has, has, has become yeah. um, after playing. You know, he he's the guy that I got to watch at Florida for a year. He's actually from uh, one of my one of my friends, uh, Coach Stan. He, he coached Grenard at Hiram High School. Um, and he grew up in Paulding County. And he has flourished in one year under D'Amico Rines and had his best year as a pro. That that's I mean you cannot say enough good things about what he has done there and you look at it last year that divisional round they played against the Cowboys every tackle that was being made there they made they were in position so well coached admittedly I don't know who his offensive line coach is in Houston but that is a unit that has been decimated by injuries and still still functioning at a very very high level protecting CJ Stroud I heard a I heard a um, a stat the other day. Because, you know, Laramie Tunsil and Miles Garrett went against each other on Saturday, and they've went against each other quite a few times. This craziest set I've ever heard is I think it was like in 58 one-on-ones, Miles Garrett has never beat Laramie Tunsil for a sack. Never. That is amazing. Yeah, that is, that's crazy. Chris Strasser uh, is their offensive line. Coach. He's an impressive guy. He's an impressive guy what he's done with that unit. 
All right, when we come back here on the morning shift, we'll find out what's going on in the steakhouse. That's next on Sports Radio 99 The Game. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 